Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Paddling Fiction. I am back in my humble abode in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. All of the Sayulita stragglers have vacated the premises. Took me a few days to get rid of everybody, but I now have the place back to myself. And the event was pretty great, if I do say so myself. I, th- I think everybody had a really good time. And, you know, for the for it being the first one and my first time doing anything like this, there were uh, a few hiccups along the way, but I think everything went pretty well. And there's uh, I, I think everybody had a really good time. At least that was the feedback I got. I don't think they're blowing smoke up my ass, but you never know, I guess. But for those of you that showed up, it was uh, great to meet you guys. I'm really glad you could make it. And for those of you that couldn't, maybe next year. Wait till next year. I think we're going to do it again. I did end up connecting with a lot of libertarians down here that live in and around the Mexico area. So that was great. I got to meet a lot of people who have a lot more connections and are interested in doing things like this. So also Mark Claire said that he would help me put on the next one next year. So Sayulita Super Spreader 2022, get ready. It's coming. And I will... uh We'll spend a lot more time putting it together this year. I won't try to throw it together in about three months all by myself. So all that considered, I think uh, things went really well. And um, what I'm going to do today is I have the, the very first podcast that I did to open up the event. And I wasn't exactly sure what condition people were going to be in around 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. So it was just me with an unidentified special guest or guests, plural. And lo and behold, we didn't actually get started till probably about 1045 or something like that. But I was joined with COVID Jesus himself, the king of the cocks, Robbie the Fire Bernstein. And uh, we just we just flipped on the mics and let it rip. So that's what we're going to use for today's episode. And then later this week, I will record a regular episode with Justin. But for those of you guys that missed the super spreader, the inaugural super spreader, today's episode will give you a little taste of what you wanted or what you missed, I guess. Maybe you didn't want it. <laughs> but it was great, man. Uh Doing the show with Robbie was a lot of fun. He is the, as I think I mentioned on the episode, he's like even more of a neurotic Jew than you thought. And it was just a lot of fun to get to meet him and, and talk to him, hang out, whatever. And he survived Mexico. I know he was like super apprehensive about it. So that, that was always a lot of fun. And uh, let's see, what else? Any other announcements? Pum, pum, pum. Oh, so the, the first part of the recording is like, we had these uh, this NFT artist, the non fungible uh, token artist, there at the event with a couple of his uh, assistants, who were very helpful, by the way. And he was doing NFT art tri- like uh, artwork, like portraits and stuff of everybody. You could sit for your portrait, and he would sketch you any way that you wanted. And he he also did some designs for the event that I think I'm going to put up on the merch site. So keep an eye out for that. You can get some official Sayulita Super Spreader merch from the event. But So the, the first part was one of his assistants just explaining what they were doing there and what an NFT is and all that stuff. And I think I'm just going to cut it out. Like I, I don't know if you guys know what NFTs are or if you care, 
but that was the first part. So it, it's uh, a little discombobulated, the, the transition or whatever. But it, we're going to be referencing it in the beginning of the episode, me and Robbie. And uh, that that's what they were talking about. NFT stuff. It was kind of, I don't know, just kind of technical stuff that I don't think anybody cares about, really. It was, you know, how to use NFT, this very specific NFT wall that only works for this artwork and blah, 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 blah. So you kind of had to be there for that part. So I'm cutting that out. And we're just going to go right into... Me and Robbie the Fire shooting the breeze. The first ever Sayulita Super Spreader live podcast. The first live peddling fiction podcast that we've done as well. And yeah, let's, uh, without any further ado, we'll let it rip. I'm trying not to be too yelly. Everyone seems calm right now. I'm trying to like let you find your groove and then I'll start barking at them. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Hell yeah. He's got a cocktail already, huh? By the way, I had no idea what the fuck any of them were talking about there. You might as well just be saying letters of the alphabet. Blockchain. Yeah, I got a CZT, and if you got an MRK, can I get the two to interact? Sure. I don't know. (laughs) Now you know how I feel when you guys are talking about the speakers and the microphones. I'm like, dude, I don't know. Yeah, but that one, you're running the event, so that one you should... uh... (laughs) Yeah, I depended a little too much on Mark Claire's expertise on that one. Is it not? I'm blaming Mark. I'm leaving here today going, the event would have been great, but Mark didn't bring the uh, the proper equipment. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on to Peddling Fiction, Sayulita Super Spreader Edition. Great name, by the way. Thank you. Did you come up with that? I did. I came up with that one. They came up with the um, Make Freedom Contagious slogan, which I really like. So have, when you did it last year, did anyone get sick at it? <laughs> I haven't done it last year. Oh, this is the this first, is the first year? one. Oh, yeah. okay. So I'm I'm part of the inaugural. You're the, you're the this first. This is the big guest. moment right this here. This is it. Oh this wow. Is, okay. This is the beginning of it all. I feel honored. We should have had more of a ceremony. Yeah. Well, maybe tonight. Because I've been at other events, Liberty events, where people got super sick. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Roth himself, he spread a fair amount of Corona at Porkfest. <laughs> he just sat at the tent, gave it to everybody. You know. He showed up and he was like, listen, I don't want anyone to have to be nervous about Corona ever again. So I'll just give it to you here and then you can move on with your life. So I actually I oh, thank yeah. him for his efforts. There you go. I really Round do. Plus. He freed he freed a lot of us. Yeah. from. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like when your kid gets chicken pox. Yeah. And, and you put everybody in the room with them. So all your kids so that they get can bathe the together time. and you can watch. Was this a Weinstein story? <laughs> <laughs> I meant Epstein. <laughs> Dude, Is that what your parents did to you also <laughs> invited over the neighbors? So they could watch you in the tub with other kids. I'm the only one. All right, I'll keep that story to me. <laughs> well, you know, um, I also heard Anarchopolco had a, a bunch of uh, people that got pretty sick from that. But, you know, it's going to happen when you, when you go about your life. You're going to get sick sometimes. And one of the reasons why I wanted to put this on was, you know, I, I'm from Chicago originally. I still have a place there. But I did a couple of weeks of the lockdown. I couldn't fucking take it. Um, I had this condo that I could use in, in PV, so I came down, and I've been living my life completely normal. How do you have a condo that you can just use down here? I have a very nice uncle. And he just has the condo, and he's like, listen, take the place. As long as I'm not there banging kids, yeah. it's all yours. Exactly. exactly. I assume everyone with a condo in Mexico, that's the only <laughs> reason. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I assumed. Everyone here that introduced themselves to me and said, hey, I moved to Mexico, I assumed you were a pedophile after you told me that. <laughs> I don't know if that was fair, but I'm just telling you that was what I heard when you said uh, I moved here. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you with no. that. Yeah, it's good. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was actually down here with my aunt when they locked. So they did a full lockdown here, too, but it was only for the, the two weeks. Right. They actually did the two weeks, and then they gradually opened stuff up again. But they had the beach closed. The pool was closed. And so they got stuck here for a little bit. They left. And then I was like, hey, is anybody using the condo? Because I'm just sitting around Chicago. I don't have to go into the office anymore. I would love to get the hell out of this city. I came down and um, yeah, I've just been, I felt so bad for all of these people that are, are stuck in whatever city they're like, especially if you're on the coast, you know, New York, LA, like people are just completely nuts with all this stuff. And I wanted to give people a, a place to go to make it feel like 2019 again, because when I, every time I would come down here uh, to Sayulita from PV, it was like I didn't put a mask on for three, four weeks, and it, it it just it felt so nice to get back to that, and 
there's uh like I was saying, there's a there's a libertarian community out here, but I'm not really connected with a lot of them. So I was like, all right, well, uh, I'll throw a party and maybe I'll make some friends. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell you how many times I put together like summer porch tour stuff and people come out and uh, I think one of the big, biggest services we almost do with the podcast is people start realizing, oh, I'm not crazy. Other people have these opinions because sometimes if you're not around other people who even have read a book on economics, they're like, why is everyone so fucking crazy? And then we start sharing like me and Dave on a lot of news topics. We read the news and then we share our opinion and people are like, no one else is saying that. Like, oh, okay, at least I'm not crazy. And I do find that's one of the best things about putting together these events is that people can actually meet other people that are into this. And I also think it, it, this is new, and I do think it really creates a vibrancy to, the, like, liberty because there, there's a place you can go. There's people you can meet. There's something cool about it. Like, I'm a big deadhead. Dead was all about live shows. You know what I mean? Right, right. So we're, we're going to become, like, the, the dead of liberty where we put on fun-ass live events and people just come hang. Yeah. I, I that You know, it's... There's so little of that going on right now that you know everybody's watching shit on their computer, Zoom meetings, uh, you know everything's for work, and they're getting together with their family over Zoom. Like that's how they're doing Thanksgiving and shit. So, live events, I think, is the future. Yeah, and hopefully there'll be more of a market for us where everyone else goes full queer, and we're like, <laughs> I'll still show up with the barbecue and hang out, and then other people will be like, who's this one group of people that will show up to the middle of Mexico and hang out? And they start realizing we got a better life strategy and mentality and we'll convert them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thank you guys so much for coming down, by the way. Like, I, I realize it's kind of a tall order to go to a different country, hop on a plane. Drink their water and get sick. <laughs> it's a lot to yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob's already. How you feeling, by the way? No, I'm great. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a trooper. <laughs> we're, on, we're on air right now. I'm a, I'm a bold man. Water's not going to offend my stomach. Excellent. Yeah, but no, it is nice to to be around people where like I'm always a little apprehensive when I meet people for the first at a bar or something I'm like can I talk about this stuff? Can I actually explain? I like my- to get right into it. I just like to start with Hitler was yeah. right. Let me explain why. Right? Yeah. There's Jews running the Fed now. You got to understand what they did to our country. I like to get right into it. Well, you can get away with that cuz you're actually Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not? Then, no. You just pretend to be? <laughs> Why would you do that? Does that work for you? You get more investors? <laughs> yes, people do trust me with their money. <laughs> um. <laughs> you got a chill vibe. I feel like I trust you with anything. Yeah. You could have a Thank bolt you. with a hole in it. Be like, nah, it's fine. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, let's good. do it. That, that comes from being down here. I'm telling you, like, you are even more of a neurotic Jew than I was <laughs> anticipating. And, like, I heard, I was like, you better be worried. Like, he's a little weird about stuff. And, like, last night you were already, like, bouncing around. <laughs> so you got a lot more neurotic Jew in you than I actually thought, which is uh, absolutely fake news. Awesome. I'm super cool. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, well, it's interesting because like one moment you're like uh, like super neurotic about things, but then I'm, I'm seeing you like swim laps in the pool. You look like you've been working out. Well, I just try and keep the crazy down, you know. Okay, so you got to keep busy. Prison yeah. workouts. That's what I do. Yeah. Also, when you're a member of the gay AIDS community, you got to keep in shape. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Keep that immune system up. Yeah. You got to do what you can. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, is this your first time in Mexico? Uh, yeah. I don't even leave the country much, dude. So, yeah. First I know time it was a Mexico. struggle to get the passport. Yeah. Well, it was a passport because I don't like dealing with things. I mean, that's what made it a struggle. <laughs> and I had to find paperwork. And this is how much of an idiot I am. I had to go to my mom's house to like, collect the so- well, all that shit. I will never see that stuff again. I don't know what I did with it. Like I'm saying, I found it because my mom had it, and then I mailed it to them, and I don't know where any of it is anymore. Also, I, I went to the DMV because I thought I had to get a real ID. This is how retarded our government is. Every <laughs> airport that you go to, there's a sign that says, starting on this date, you need a real ID. And I travel a lot, and it's in every single airport, and I've been traveling for years, so I mentally registered when I would need that real ID. And then I got all this shit together to actually get it. I go to the DMV, and the lady's like, yeah, you're not going to need that for three years. I'm like, what are you talking about? There's signs in every airport. She's like, I work at the DMV. All of those signs are wrong. Firstly, the fucking bullshit of them saying a real ID. It's like, you handed me the other ones. You're telling me the other one's fake? Like, you, the government, handed me a fake ID? And it's all about... Enha- and then they try and sell it like uh, an iPod, where it's like, be your true self. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to make me feel like a whole individual that the government gave me an enhanced identification. Thank you. Now, like, I don't need to do any spiritual journeys. I found myself. I got <laughs> this little card with government information on it. So anyway, I, I went, and this is how dumb I am. So I had to get, like, uh, uh, 
well, your birth certificate, your social, like all this. I don't know where any. I lost it all. I like this is gonna be the last trip I ever make out of the country. Once this passport's expired, I'm done, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they give you ten years on it. I, I don't. Whatever yeah, it is, that's the. I, I gotta 10. get all my travels in now. Yeah, whatever it is, that's I, I lost all the papers. All right, well, you got to come. We're going to do this every year. So. All right, so I'm good for 10. <laughs> yeah. Maybe by year three, you'll be used to the water. Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> so It uh, is fucking beautiful, though. You know, I can't, can't hate on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where are all the sluts, though? You told me there were going to be a lot of sluts out here. <laughs> you you got to go that, out at night. You, dude, you told me this was an island without pants. That's what you said. <laughs> You said They're people come here, there. the women don't wear pants, you can go to pharmacies, just get all the drugs you want, you're not going to leave. I never said any of this. That, that is what he said. That was the pitch. He's like, listen, the gig doesn't pay, but there's a lot of sluts out here. <laughs> and you can buy drugs from, uh, from the pharmacies. How much drug? like what drugs, like I would like to try ketamine. I don't think I have enough time they while have, here. They do have ketamine here. It, only in Sayuli, like only in this area. This is the one get, spot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a, you got to be careful with it. I okay. definitely know some people that have had some issues with the ketamine. What, but, ended up like in a K-hole or? Yeah. What is that? I've I don't know. I've heard people talk about Dude, K-holes. I don't know what a K-hole <laughs> is, though. I've never done it. Okay. Um, you know it when you see it. All it's right. It's like porn. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, You're basically stuck to the floor yeah. and you can't move for a few hours. So you feel yeah. Just what I've heard. For how many hours? Maybe an hour or two, I can handle that. I feel like I've had that with mushrooms once or twice at home where, like, you just kind of, you're just like, you can't move. But then you see cool shit, so it evens out, you know? All right, we're going to do... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's doing it for you. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, so they got that. I mean, they literally have everything, and they usually have, like, a board with all the drugs that they have listed. That's pretty so. cool. Yeah, whatever you're looking for. Do they also have, like, an old... Like Uppers, a, downers. I'd like a little kid with, like, a baseball cap, like, an old, like, newsy, like, <laughs> like up there with, like, a rod. Like, get your drugs. What do you need? Ketamine. <laughs> what else do they have? Well, what else is cool? Dude, I mean, they got, you know, Valium, Diazepam, if you like the downers. You can get some HGH. Ooh. Hydroxychloroquine. Get Ivermectin. my Rogan face going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, they got... You know, it's weird. When I first started coming down here, this was, like, in 2008... They were super weird about all the drugs. Right. Like my friend would like go into the pharmacy and pretend to have back pain. And we were like going to different ones because he kept getting kicked out. I'm like, dude, you're going to get me fucking arrested in and Mexico. And then they just realized, why do we care? Then the, this was when the peso was 10, 10 pesos to the dollar. And then like three, four years later, it just tanked and it got up to 20. And all of a sudden, I'm just walking down the street and they're waving me in. Hey, senor, what do you need? I got this. I got this. She, like, pulls out a drawer of, like, six boxes of diazepam for, like, I don't know what the deal is. But I was like, I don't need 120 right. diazepam. I'm like, what's the thrill? Because half that anyone here doing the downers, like the Xanaxes or the – it we, doesn't strike me as fun. You know, if you're just at the pool all day, it's yeah. kind of nice. Okay. You, you, like, you break off – we used to actually play this game. This is when I was a lot younger and stupid. Because um, you can get the, the Xanax bars, so there's four right. chips in it. And you Which take makes one. it sound like it's a candy bar. Like, just <laughs> right. go for it. It's no big deal. Yeah, so we'd, we'd be down at the pool. We'd take one, and we're throwing the football around. And, uh, and then you take another, and we start playing football. To see we play who could Xanax, pass out first? Xanax football. Oh, God, <laughs> like, that's awesome. And each one is the quarter. So, like, first quarter, you take one. Right. Second quarter, you take another. And, yeah, by the time you get that fourth one in there, the, uh, the coordination... That's pretty Not hilarious. Great. The reason what concerns me with the uh, the Xanax is, I mean, I've, I, a couple times, but I've heard that like uh, you black out more easily, and then also if you start blacking out, your brain starts like blacking out quicker. Like by by that, like your brain operates that it starts shutting down sooner into being drunk. So if your brain kind of ends up like, then you become a blackout guy. Oh, that's what know. I've heard. I don't know if that's true. Could be. That's why you bring nervous Jewish friends around so I, that they can I, ruin drugs for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely fallen asleep on the beach after, um, yeah. Woken like, up without uh, a kidney. Enjoy. It's happened to all of us. Mexico. I, I, uh, had kidneys intact, but a pretty bad sunburn. Yeah, like first day, my stomach was just like beet red. How badly do you, because I burn, then tan. Like there's no, like I go red and then it will start yeah. being less just Yeah, gross you look white. like a shrimp for a little bit yeah. and then it's brown town. Yeah. It takes me a couple weeks. Um, I actually kind of lost it because the summer here is so goddamn hot and humid. It's like 105 degrees, 100% humidity, and there's no like you don't get these breezes a lot. It just dies down, and I stayed inside. Like so over the summer, like over the winter, I was like super tan. I'm on these like work Zoom calls. They're like, oh, you look like you got some sun. Did you go somewhere? 
Like, uh, yeah, I went down to Florida, helped my friend move. And, um, and then over the summer, when everybody else was outside in Chicago and shit, I was inside because it was so hot. And then I went out into the mountains and stuff. So I'm a lot lighter than I was. But yeah. Yeah. So where do I have to go to see the cartel? I'm only here for a couple days. <laughs> I feel like I want to see it live in action. When I go to a new place, I want to see what yeah. they're all about. Yeah, well, um, start asking around for some drugs. That's it? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, uh, they, they do like to come to... I've seen them at some parties here. Right. And they're like, oh, those are cartel guys. I'm like, I don't know. Could be. Could not be. But they're not, they don't have a big presence in this area. Right. You got to go... Like, if you really want the authentic cartel experience, I think you want to be closer to the border or, like, down to... Uh, no, I want, like, Michoacan. the Disney World version of it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I don't want to see them cut off a hand, but I want to see, like, a little rest stop on the side of the road where maybe they're making a little cocaine or, you know, <laughs> yeah. they got the one friendly guy out there. That's the kind of cartel experience I'm looking for. Okay. I'm yeah. actually surprised I'm still alive because I'm pretty sure I farted in the lawn of a cartel guy. I know that sounds crazy, but I'll explain. We, were, we, we got lost taking the ride back from the airport. I was holding in a fart for about 45 <laughs> minutes, and then we just pulled onto some guy's lawn. I was like, all right, I got to get out of this car. And so I got out of the car, and then Clint had to pull attention. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, I was holding a fart for 40 minutes. And then I realized, I thought, like, I think the guy was, he was, like, the top of the hill. And he had, like, a whole, uh, I'm pretty sure. Where uh, is this? I don't know. It's just up this hill. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he seemed, you know, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't cartel. But if I end up getting killed while I'm down here, you guys will know yeah. why. Tell that at my eulogy. He farted in front of the cartel. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other place you'll see him maybe is at the party we're doing. Well, you're not going to be there because you're leaving, right? You're doing a party without me? This is bullshit. I told you no. you could stay. But, uh, yeah, so Sunday we're going to do a party at my place in PV. And there are definitely you cartel PV, guys. it sounds like an STD. <laughs> Puerto Vallarta. Um, and there's a lot of cartel guys that have places there and you, you can definitely, they're the ones that are allowed to drink in the pool with like no repercussions. Right. Like, yeah. They're, they're like, I bring a bottle of water into the pool. They're like, so, you know, you got to keep it on the ledge. And That's where Mexico there. draws the line is drinking in pools. Apparently that. It's, and well, I was telling some other people, I think I was telling you last, you can't play craps. There are no dice games in Mexico. That's because people are probably getting shot over dice games or something. <laughs> Well, I, they'll let you do blackjack. They have or maybe roulette. people down here are so good at throwing dice, the casino is just losing all the money. Yeah, it does have the best odds, I'm told. What, craps? Yeah. You have been told wrong. No. The yeah. amount of money I've lost playing craps, <laughs> well, buddy. Just because you're not good at it doesn't no, mean No, I got, I got a whole system. I got Jew money systems, but <laughs> the casino's got better systems. Keeps taking my money. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, craps is the heroin of gambling because once you play craps, all other games are boring because like it just moves so much quicker. You get so much more money on the table. Let's go play oh. craps right now. We're, we're <laughs> you can't do it. I, believe me. I look because there. I was apparently playing at this underground illegal craps game. There's a there was a sports book in the complex where my uh, uncle's condo is, and um, so I was up there and we found this crap like tucked away in the back. We were, we were up there watching a Bulls game because it was they're in the playoffs. And um, my buddy's like, dude, they got a craps table back there. So we go, and it's the minimum bet was 25 pesos. This is, you know, it was like 15 pesos to the dollar, 18 pesos to the dollar or something. So it was like a dollar fifty, whatever minimum bet. And they had dollar beers, and me and my me and my buddy were the only ones playing, but we were on fucking cloud nine, maxing out every bet. They ran out of beer. We we closed them down. They they closed at like 6 a.m. And it was like literally one of the best nights of my life and we go back the next day as soon as they open at 6 p.m and when it, when we walked in there's nobody else in the casino the guy like snaps his fingers it was like we were fucking whales in vegas with millions of dollars on the table they set they felt so bad that they ran out of beer they like set up buckets of beer around the table and then um this was also during the uh uh semana santa which is like a big uh holiday around easter here and so they're if you want to talk about like beautiful girls, there was like all these like young, beautiful people. And this whole crew comes in, you know, like 22 year old, like little glad you clarified how young because <laughs> <laughs> it was in my head. And I was like, you know what? I already made pedophile jokes. They didn't like it. So I'll let that one sit. But then you clarified. Yeah. Yeah. They're definitely of age. But so now we got like a whole table and they're chanting our name. That's where my, uh, my name's Juanito in Mexico, and that's where Juanito was Did you give yourself born. that name? No, they were, they were like, what's your name? I'm like, John. Or like, they christened you Juan. at the border? The, they, at the craps table. Oh, okay, okay. So they like start chanting, Juanito, Juanito, and then I hit the What point. does that mean, though? It's I, just hope like, it's like John, I hope you lose. I hope you lose. I hope you lose. But yeah, so 
and then you'd hit the point and they would like ring off this alarm. The whole place would go crazy. It was so much fun. I went back th- three months later because I was like, I was like, dude, we got to go back and play craps. Why'd and, you take a three month break? I'd be there every day. Yeah. Well, this was back when I actually had to like go into the office. This was like 10 years oh, ago. Okay. So I, I had to work and stuff. So um, I found a cheap flight down. I got back in there. Craps table's gone. And the guy remembered me. He just kept saying, Lake Itaron los craps. Lake Itaron. They, they took the craps away. And I was like, well, where can I go play craps? Because there's like four other places that they call casinos. I went to every single one of them. You're lucky if they have blackjack. It's just video poker. Apparently, that's what Mexicans like to play. None of them had craps. And I was like on the verge of tears. <laughs> and uh, I'm still not over it. It was like seven or eight years ago. So, I'm sorry, buddy. I forget where that, why I started talking about that. Oh, things that were illegal. I don't know. And fun. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. I like it, buddy. <laughs> what do you usually do with, uh, what are some fictions you've been peddling? Um, mostly like the COVID stuff. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, pretending like it doesn't exist most of the time. Have you gotten it? Yeah, I've, I've for sure had it once. I think I had it twice. I got it like last year. I had a fever for, you know, three, four days and a sore throat. And then... Yeah, I definitely got it. I think I got the Delta. Nice. So, like, I'm, I'm like, really good now. Yeah. I've had both versions of it. They say there aren't a lot of breakthroughs, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I had it twice also because the first week of it, I had a friend who got sick, like, blue feet sick, and I was sharing an office in a New York City office. So it was, like, that door to right here. Like, we're talking, we're breathing on each other. Yeah. The work day is me giving him a lap dance. I mean, that's the working conditions. <laughs> and so he got sick, like, right at the outset. So I was convinced that I was immune, but then Anthony taught me wrong. He was like, nope, I will uh, <laughs> let me share my Delta with you. <laughs> So I'm pretty sure I've had it at least twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, everybody that I know that's gotten it here um, has been vaccinated. Oh, interesting. And they all AstraZeneca probably. Right. Um, Well, some no, Some of them were like Canadians and stuff that that came down and and they were fully vaccinated and they got it and they all lost their sense of taste and smell. Right. Which is the only thing that freaks me out about. Like, I don't care about the rest of it. Okay. Like, I don't have my smell never really came back. So, I actually kind of like it because you like you can fart around me, <laughs> shit on my floor. I won't even know, dude. Excellent. Yeah, and there are some my weird smells smells. at about ten yeah. percent. Yeah, definitely walking around Sayulita, there'll be some. Uh, I won't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I could I could date a homeless person now. I could do it. Like, wouldn't even realize. <laughs> when it comes to the taste thing, it's weird because I I only had like one day. Firstly, when I realized it was almost like trippy, where I'm I'm out on uh I'm out on the porch uh because like I actually the worst part of having Corona was just trying to stay in my apartment and like not get people sick. Like that was I was just losing my mind being in the apartment. But one day I, I go out on like my porch. I'm standing there. And I was like, it was like a nice day out. I was like, that's weird that I don't smell anything, especially because there's a dumpster's domino right there. Like, I mean, the, the dumpster for dominoes is like, so there's a lot of smells outside my window. And then I go inside. I start like smelling random spices. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't smell. It's like being in a horror movie. I was like, this really, I'm starting to get like the real deal Corona. Then the next day I lost my taste. And when you lose your taste, right, you just start eating for texture, which is fucking weird. Like, I started putting, like, chips into sandwiches just so, like, it crunched and you would know that you were eating something. Because otherwise, like, you don't even know. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. Did you, did you create a new sandwich based I did. off of this? Dude, I ate a really weird sandwich over Corona. I'm embarrassed to share this sandwich. I'm embarrassed. I'm so I don't know why, but I was, I was, like, craving. I didn't eat much over Corona. I lost, like, 10 pounds, which was cool because then I got to put that back on. But uh, I, at one point, I, was, uh, I didn't have much supplies. Like, I, I really just didn't even have much in my apartment. I sent one of my dumb stoner friends to go shopping for me, and he came back with, like, nothing. Like, it was whatever. Anyway, so I was trying to work with what I had, and for some reason, I was really craving, like, a Thanksgiving sandwich. I know that's specific. Which is basically, if, you, if you're ever in a diner and they got a Thanksgiving sandwich, you got to order that. Like, 90% of the time, that is solid. If you're not familiar, it's, uh, you guys familiar with the thing? It should be fresh cut turkey, gravy, cranberry sauce, right? Stuffing, too. Sometimes stuffing, too. I'm telling you, if you're at a diner and it's got it, that is probably a solid sandwich selection. I had none of those supplies. <laughs> okay. So what I made was French toast, <laughs> raspberry jelly, and turkey. <laughs> But it oddly kind of worked. I, it, I can't was explain. Was it fresh turkey or was it like deli turkey? No, it was deli turkey. Okay, and But it was good raspberry jelly. It was like a Trader Joe's. It was pretty high end. Okay. And then and my French toast was legit. I had like a, like big, uh, like really big eggs. 
I don't know why that makes for better French toast because it's more yolky. It's more yeah. yolky. Yeah. And I made up the French toast. I had some good whole grain bread. It was delicious. If you guys ever want to come over to my yeah. place sometime <laughs> for poor man's Thanksgiving oh, sandwiches, he's, he's I will whip those tonight. up. That's what we're having. I haven't eaten again since, but it was like <laughs> it was oddly good. I can't like I'm embarrassed to admit to that sandwich, but it, it was it worked. Did you have you had it since you got no, your taste back? No, I haven't even thought about okay. making that. Yeah, I think All it was right. a Corona special. It would take me back to a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the whole uh, canned cranberry sauce thing. I've always been a fresh cranberry sauce guy for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we usually have like three or four of them out. And you can put stu- different stuff in there like bourbon or orange zest. And oh, That sounds great. People are like, yeah. We have, like, we have more cranberry sauce than anything else at, the, at my uncle's Thanksgiving. I, of course, he hasn't had it in two years now. But my, my Thanksgiving this year, I made tortilla pizzas. <laughs> and I was in Did you have guests or it was just? No. It was just you eating tortilla pizzas. <laughs> Basically. Okay. Me and a friend of mine, yeah. <laughs> um, the tortilla pizza, though, somebody's had them. Scotty Boy had them. They're pretty good. I made them at 3 o'clock in the morning on Thursday as All right. well. So, yeah. That's just how, it's just throwing out tortilla sauce and cheese. You put it in, get the, almost the thin crust, crunchy thing type going on. Yeah, yeah. It's like and a, uh, pepperoni. Oh, you got to have pepperoni that sounds on there. great. Otherwise, you can actually taste it like the tortilla. Right. It could also be considered an open-faced Italian quesadilla. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that was so... Yeah, Thanksgiving is one of the things that's been, like, completely bonkers. Like, I was... Uh, we had somebody on our happy hour. Was it you? You got disinvited. Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Anything unvaccinated is going to be more fun because that's cool people. Yeah. Right? Everyone at the other party is going to be standing around like, where is – like, I also get mad, uh, like, when, when there are parties, like, during the – I don't like to drink during the day. I, I don't know. Maybe you guys do. I, I like I, – I just – I like to start at night because otherwise it just ruins the day. So sometimes there's an event during the day, and I don't want to drink at it, and so I'm fucking boring. And then I realize I'm like every other person at parties when they don't drink, right? Because that's you being nice. You show up and you drink so that you're fun to be around. Like, it's a gift to other people, right? And then other people, they're just sober and not fun all the time, and then that's why they're so boring because they're trying to make fucking bland conversation, which is what you experienced, because those are all the sober people, right? And they separated out all the fun people from their party, and then they had to sit in their stink and realize that they fucking suck as human beings, and they're like, maybe we got to get the cool people back here. So, you know, I hope they learned their lesson. I had with my mom, she told me to get, I was like, I'm done, mom. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I go the other way. I just bluff it. Where I'm like, I, okay, I won't show. And they're like, no, no, we didn't mean it. Like, that's the way I go. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, even just within your own family. But I mean it because I have no love for people. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I hate people too. They're the worst. Uh, yeah, but like, I, so I have three sisters. One of them is super weird about it. Right. Like, last year for Christmas, she wanted me to, like, come back a week early in quarantine. And so I lied to her and I told her that I changed my flight. But I didn't. And, uh. Yeah, she's like, otherwise, like, you're going to have to wear a, a mask while we're opening presents. And I'm just, like, laughing at her. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm I'll try and be that. like, let me free you from this. You don't have to live this way. This is in your mind. It's, it's a choice. I give you permission to go live your fucking life. I try and tell people that. And, like, and they get lost. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, I'm not a doctor. And I might be the dumbest person you met. But I'm telling you, you can just go live your life. You don't have to listen to this. I try. I told that to my uh, – I got a – cousin who's in college and she was like talking about what's going on in college i was like you're not going to hear this from anyone else but i give you permission just enjoy college like just 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 have fun and she's probably vaccinated too it's great how everyone vaccinated is getting sick they so lied dude i worked in an office when when i got sick from anthony uh (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) so like everyone who was vaccinated in my including a 24 year old like like everyone got sick I'm sure they lied about breakthrough rates. There's no question yeah. about it. I, I know, I mean, I don't know that many people, but like four of them here all got sick. They were fully vaccinated. And it seemed like their symptoms were worse. Like, I don't know, maybe I just got lucky both times because I just got like a fever. Um, but yeah, they, they were so much sicker than right. I was for longer periods of time. And some of them that got the Moderna were, got sick, sick from that from the Moderna. I was like, you well, realize you just gave yourself exactly what you were trying to prevent from happening. They were sick for like a week and a half. Well, that's what's crazy about the boosters. So if you're getting boosters every six months and the boosters make you sick for two days, so you're committing four days a year to being sick. 
against the corona, which I mean, I was sick for, you know, a couple of days. I was legitimately sick. But for most people, there's people that don't even show symptoms. There's people that experience it as a cold. So you're going to commit four days to being sick to prevent what seven days of being sick <laughs> right and, and then take on the risk of a new thing within your body right. and then the booster shots when you start looking at this they're always for old variants i don't know if you guys heard it. i broke this down part of the problem but it takes at least a month to six weeks before they realize that the current version of the vaccine won't be working then it takes them 100 days to develop it then it takes what another two to three months to actually do a rollout and then by then there's probably a new variant so you're always going to be one dose behind whatever the variant is I can go off all day about why it makes no sense. Yeah. Dude, nothing I've ever experienced has as many like holes in the theories as the whole COVID thing. Like absolutely and Dave was talking about at, at the hospital right. when, uh, and when he had his kid. Like nothing makes any sense. And, and people are willing to it. accept it, which is so that's the most infuriating part. If you're like us, I mean there's a lot of comics now that have jokes about the restaurants where it's like what you see, sit down. It, you know, it's like stop, drop, and roll as long as you're low. The corona's yeah. not there right. as long as you're seated, right? Yeah. But it's like we've all just been willing to accept it, which I think that's the scariest part is that, like, we're all just like a, there's like a low level of stupidity we'll just be okay with. Yeah, like and, the emperor has no clothes yeah. kind of thing. The, I've never done anything dumber than put the mask on and walk into the restaurant you know what, or but it's, a bar or something. Every time we, we're okay with that stupidity, it's accepting a little bit of compliance on behalf of, well – we need to have centralized authority and we need to respect the rules. And as long as we respect those rules, that's how we get out of this safety. Right. Yeah. And so then, and that's even what they say to you. I don't know if you guys, do you guys see the footage of, there was that lady in the, uh, internment concentration, whatever you want to call it in Australia. Did you guys see that footage? And the guy was basically said straight up, well, listen, we, we're, we have rules because we need rules and so you're going to have to respect those rules. And he's like, well, the rules don't make any sense. And she's like, and he's like, well, we have rules the only way that we can function is, is if people are willing to accept the rules. So that's like the more extreme example of this. But that's also what's happening to us when we go into a restaurant is they're saying centralized authority gave us some rules. We need to all be able to respect rules. And at least if we can all respect rules, then, you know, we're going to get. But it's like, yeah, but who's giving us those rules? Do those rules even make sense? But to other, it's not about that. It's that we need everyone a level of compliance because if everyone's willing to comply with the laws, then we can have one person dictating it and like we can have, but we, there is no forward, but it's the acceptance of that little bit of compliance. Yeah, yeah it's super creepy. And the, uh, the good thing about it is though, if it just takes one person to like resist it and then everybody's like, oh yeah, I was doing this hike. We're going up into, uh, this is in Boquete, Panama. It's like up in the mountain. We're doing this, uh, like hiking to a waterfall or something. And we're outside. I'm not wearing a mask. Um, and then everybody else has their mask on. And the, the lady that was taking us up, she's like, okay, like nobody has to wear their mask for this because we're outside. And everyone's like, oh, thank God. And they took their, I was like, why do you have to wait for them to tell you to do that? Like you saw I was doing it and it wasn't like an issue. I don't wear my mask in the airport until someone says something, which almost never happens. In the airport? Yeah. It'll, really? I'm saying I've been in every airport in America. The second I get off a flight, I'm taking off that thing. The second I'm through security, I take it off. The only time anyone's ever said anything to me is if I'm in a store buying something and the clerk at the store is uncomfortable, in yeah. which case I'll put it on. Right, right. But I'm just telling you, walking around it, like, I, I've yet... I, I've been in 12 cities over this. Like, no one... Oh. You're, you're, it's fine. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, I, I put it on for the airport thing. But uh, has anybody else done a lot of traveling? Yeah. Where you guys been going? Korea. Korea? North or south? <laughs> Costa Rica. Costa Rica? Oh, I pretended to go to Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> Did not work out too well. Those, uh, so, yeah, the, the other thing that sucks about the whole COVID thing, now that every uh, country and, and state has, like, different policies – the hidden city flights where you buy the ticket to Costa Rica and you try to hop off in Panama, not working anymore. What, they force you to go to Panama? Dude, they, they put you in the seat? <laughs> well, I wanted to go to Panama, but they tried to make, I had to pretend like I was going to Costa Rica. So I had to fill out this form for Costa Rica. Right. And then I had to get like traveler's insurance and all the, and they have different tests, you know, different, uh, you know, if you're unvaccinated, you got to get this test and some have the PCR, Can some I, have the antigen. By the way, just proof that someone, there's some demon out there just fucking with us. It makes no sense why two flights would cost less than one flight. Right. 
right? That's just the airport will compensate you if they can make you miserable for longer. Like Dude, that is yeah. that is a demon that just gets off on human misery, yeah. right? It's like you can take two flights, two pilots, be in the air for longer and consume more gas and will cost you less money than just being on one flight, doing less gas and just getting there. That makes no Dude, fucking sense. Yeah, when I was flying back to Chicago a couple months ago, I bought one of those hidden cities to Canada. Big mistake because uh, you need a PCR test to get into Canada. And you only need the antigen test to get into the U.S. I assume here it's just antigen? Yeah. Uh, to leave? To go yeah. back to the U.S.? Yeah, just antigen. Okay, good. Um, I can pass an antigen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> PCR, I haven't studied. <laughs> I'd have a problem. Um, so, yeah, like I, th- like I get in, I, I'm trying to check in, and they won't give me my boarding pass because I don't have the PCR test. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to Canada anymore. I'm going to stop in, in Chicago. I'm just going to get off, and I, I'll worry about my PCR test there. Wouldn't do it. So then I had to get on the, the phone with the airline, and it's the exact same flight to Chicago, right. direct to Chicago. I just had to give them $60. I had the same seat, everything. They're just In order for them to print my boarding pass, I had to pay for the regular direct flight to Chicago, not the two flights. to. It was three flights. It was going from Chicago to, like, Jersey and then up to Toronto or something. I don't know. And, uh, man, the Hidden City thing does not work anymore, unfortunately. I guess uh, what what website has the Hidden City thing? It's called Skiplag. Okay, and so you're booking, you basically book what would be your direct, but as the transfer and just don't take the transfer. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you can't check a bag. Um, right. Because it'll end up in Costa Rica, and uh, which yeah. is a great prank to book the flight <laughs> and not tell your friend that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got to pack light, and uh, yeah, you just hop off. And I think the airlines get really pissed when you do it. So I usually don't use, like, my frequent flyer number or something because I don't right. want them to actually, like, figure Wait, out. What does that mean if they get mad at you? What are they going to do? I have no idea. Put you more in coach? But- <laughs> <laughs> actually in steerage. <laughs> but one of the things, but, like, dude, the fucking airlines, they got you by the ball. Like, they could do whatever they want to you. And they can totally fuck with your trip. They just have way too much power. Stewardesses especially, or flight attendants. I beg your pardon. Yeah, I actually had a good moment with the flight attendant on this flight because I was getting antsy and she let me just like stand on the side, which I don't know. I, I really appreciated that. That's so funny. I can't you. believe you were getting antsy. <laughs> I've never seen like more nervous energy come from come from. Dude, how did you get into comedy being that neurotic? You're like worse than Larry David. Um, well, that's what makes it work. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't he terrible at stand up, though? No, he, he, I think he just, he didn't have, uh, from what I understand, uh, I don't think he had a lot of, like, firstly, I couldn't get away with what he did, but he wasn't going to win over a crowd. So, like, he would literally just get up on stage, look at the crowd, and be like, nope, and then leave. <laughs> Which is unbelievably funny. That's hilarious. But, like, I couldn't do that. Like, I just couldn't. And then, also, like, I've, I've watched some of his stand-up, and it's, like, fucking just weird. Like, he had a whole thing about Hitler being a magician. Like, all of his stand-up, if you can find it, it's funny, but it's weird, so I bet, like, he did not care to win over a crowd. Like, if a crowd didn't like him, yeah. he was just like, fuck this audience. But, I mean, he's, he's the funniest. I, I do love his, uh, I mean, I love Seinfeld. Curb Your Enthusiasm is great. I haven't seen much of his name, but I did hear that, like, yeah, he'd just be like, fuck you guys. I'm yeah. And just drop the mic and walk I off. I mean, it's the funniest thing, just to take the mic, judge the crowd, and be like, nope, and leave. <laughs> it's just, that's the fun. I would have loved to have seen that. That's just so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be dying. Yeah, I heard like other comedians loved his stand up, yeah. but the crowd would just be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how long have you been doing stand up then? I got to be coming up on about 11 years. 11 years. Yeah. What? So, was there somebody that got you into it or did you just No, I just kind of started in college. I was failing out and uh I always had an interest in like uh radio and comedy and open mic you could just show up like i didn't really watch stand-up growing up like i know a lot of comedians like they grew up like going to blockbuster watching everyone's specials and that was that was not me i was not even that familiar with stand-up but you could just show up and do it so i just started showing up to open mics and now i've just been doing that for a long time it's awesome where's your so how many cities have you traveled to uh Recently, I mean, this was this has been a good a good little stretch because I did uh, Atlanta before I came here. I'm doing Denver right after this. Uh, I did Chicago. I've done Texas a couple times this year. It's uh, it's getting interesting that I can you know show up to places and. Where is your favorite? I mean, obviously Sayulita. Yeah. But aside from this, where's your favorite place to do stand up? Uh, favorite place to go. I don't know that there's I, I've of the trips I've done. 
like uh, Childerberg was particularly fun. Okay. That was a really, really fun one. I recommend it. Um, and then the, the, the show I just did in Chicago was particularly fun. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. It was at the yeah, the Lincoln, Lincoln Lodge. Lodge. Yeah, that one was uh, that one was really cool. Um, but I don't know. It's, sometimes it's like I'm so ADD, so it's whatever's next is interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It's like I just I'm like, all right, that what what's you know yeah, I don't know. That's the way I kind of operate. Yeah. yeah, that is so not how I operate. <laughs> but <laughs> where so I know Costa Rica. Where's everybody else been going? Nowhere. Okay. California, yeah. Did did anybody go to uh, Renegade University? No, I was there that. for it. It was cool. You were there. Yeah. Hell yeah! I got that? to see Scott right after that debate. Thaddeus Russell was asking him amazing questions. Really drew some stuff out. We did stand up that night, but it was uh, it was super cool. Yeah, I haven't made it to Texas yet, but every like a handful of my friends. I don't moved, love it. Like from Chicago <laughs> to Texas, or from uh, they had already moved to L.A., but they moved from L.A. Right. to Texas. So there's like a big crew of people moving down there i've done houston and austin twice uh lockhart was actually a lot more interesting than houston i mean houston sucked austin i didn't love lockhart was kind of cool i haven't spent that much time there i kind of get come in do the gigs and bounce but like those cities were not i don't know it didn't have like that like you get off here and like you kind of start coming into these areas i don't know you don't really see cot like there is a like a freedom flavor a little bit where you're just like oh i'm kind of off the grid this is cool I didn't really necessarily. I didn't feel that in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, Panama, Panama City was like the worst. There's every man, woman, and child is masked everywhere you go, and then there's just dudes like on every corner with like fucking M16, like all this That's like, military presence. I'm just like Atlanta. I couldn't believe how many cops were out in Atlanta. Have any of you guys hung out out there? Not really. I just I couldn't believe how many. Like I was spooked by the amount of cops I saw. Yeah. I, I did a 30-minute ride from the airport on whatever road there were, past at least five cops, cops, and they got, like, those souped-up Dodge Chargers, which means they got budget, which means they are writing tickets for everything. And then even just the, the small town I was out in that night, like, literally, everybody, like, I just, I've never, cops were out there, like, they were, I, I don't know, like, they were running drugs through the area, and they're pulling people over or something. Yeah. It's fucking wild, man. Well, um, I think we're probably running up on time, yeah? What are we at here? Eleven forty. I kind of hogged the mic. Were you, were you supposed to have other people on, or was this? No, uh, I, I, all right, I cool. mean, you know, I just said me with special guests. All so. right, so I'm special. Yeah, you're you're very special. The first uh, the first person on the podcast for Sayulita. So is this the first live one you've done too. Uh, yeah, of my own. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I've done some other people's podcasts live, but yeah, no, this is the first. A lot of firsts in Sayulita. Man, this was fun. I don't know. I, I forget who's up next on the schedule, but I put somebody on there. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's 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 do a rep. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, the the plan was originally to break at like noon and uh, give people a couple hours, but we got started kind of late. So, how's everybody feeling? If you're thirsty or everything, there's stuff in the fridge. You guys can help yourselves. Yeah, you're getting hungry. Yeah. I thought you were looking for a seatbelt. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah we can hang out here we can break for a while everybody can get some food there's great beginner surfing down there we'll just come back around 2 two thirty, something like that and we'll get started again oh yeah let's boogie cool all right well there you have it ladies and gentlemen the very first live cellulita super spreader podcast it really was a, a lot of fun to be there just personally i had a good time even though you know, it felt like I was on a clock the entire time. I was, I was a little stressed. I'll be honest. There was a lot of, a lot of moving parts, a lot of laid back Sayulita staff, which kind of made it more difficult to get things done. You know, I love the the vibe in Sayulita, and it really was just fantastic in terms of avoiding the COVID craziness over there. But when you're like you know, trying to get a lot of people food and stuff like that, like, and, and services immediately. <clears throat> and they promise you all kinds of stuff, speakers, audio equipment. Yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. We've got it. We've got it. We've got it. And then you get there and they have absolutely nothing. Oh, by the way, on the way there, just to let you guys know, when I, when I say I have bad luck when it comes to things, right? We call it profita luck. If it weren't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. While we're heading to the event, 
we're a little little behind schedule getting there. It took a while to corral everybody. We're we're heading to the event. There's basically two roads that go to Sayulita. There's one that goes around the point to Punta de Mita, and then there's one that just kind of cuts straight straight to it from Puerto Vallarta, right? Now, the, that's the fastest one, obviously, the one that goes straight through it. And there was one accident, just like, or there was like one car that broke down or something on the on the road that was causing traffic. And then there was an overturned gasoline truck that blocked the entire fucking road right before we left. So we actually, we, luckily, we found out about it before we got too far in. So we were able to go around the point to Punta Mita and, and make it there. But I ended up getting to the venue like super late. I was planning on being there at like 2.30, 3 o'clock. Or no, yeah, probably about 3.30. And the, uh, you know, we we're going to start the happy hour thing around 6.30. I ended up getting there at 5.30. It was like, we were so we were scrambling from the get-go. But it, it all worked out. It was a lot of fun. And I do want to thank everybody that, that came out, that helped, all the special guests. You know, uh, Mark Claire was big help. I, Clint made it. That was awesome to see him. Robbie the Fire, obviously. You just heard from uh, Buck Johnson. It was great to see him. He had a wonderful time, I know. And uh, James Guzman was there. Bunch of other people that I, that I can't name. And the NFT people were very helpful as well. So uh, special thanks to all of them. And uh, yeah, start blocking off some time for the Super Spreader next year because we will be doing it again. It's going to be bigger and better and maybe we'll actually spread something other than freedom. I don't think anybody actually tested positive for COVID, at least not yet. We're probably just spreading natural immunity at this point because I, I bet you a lot of the people that were there have actually already had it since we've been living our lives like normal human beings this entire time. But yeah, figure out what you got to do if you got to block off some vacation time. You know, some people just came in for the weekend, which is fine. But talk to the people that were there for like five, six, seven days. I'm, I'm sure they really enjoyed their time a lot more. It actually felt like a vacation. You can make it into a vacation. Sayulita is a lot of fun, and you can come down to PV as well. It's uh, just a great, a great place to be, especially in the winter time. And yeah, I'll give you guys a lot more lead time so you can, so we can figure out the dates and things like that. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. You can join our private Facebook group. Got a great little community in there. The top 10 contributors of the month get invited to our Friday night happy hour, which happens every other Friday. So not this Friday, but next Friday, we will be resuming our happy hour schedule. And if you just want to join the Friday night happy hour crew, all you have to do is go to pedalingfictionpodcast.com, click on the support the show link, and set up a recurring monthly donation for any denomination that you want. And then you can come join us, throw back a few or seven every other Friday. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back later this week with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction.